Welcome to the Coach's Cup podcast. I am Sonia Green from Sonia Green Coaching. And I am NoBS Coach Judith, one of the amazing coaches with the NoBS Weight Loss Program. Today, we are talking about a great NoBS topic, but a great topic for everybody, self-judgement. Self-judgment. What it is, y'all. <laughs> what self-judgment is, is a collective thinking process. And I'm going to go ahead and say it's habitual negative thinking. Yes. That we have about ourselves. And when we have these type of thoughts, self-judgment can bring about anxiety. It can bring about um, anger. And in some people, right, if you're spinning around in anxiety, you might be spinning around in some depression too, because mm -hmm. you're believing your negative thinking. Yeah. Yeah. And I know in a lot of, a lot of people, I have dealt with this. I've had clients deal with this. When you are in self-judgment, sometimes you don't even realize you are judging yourself, but you're seeking comforting actions. Yes. 100%. Yeah. I think back to, um, to a couple of weeks ago when we had coach Jane on and talking about you know, those behaviors to bring us down to our normal oh, level. Yes. And, mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And so I always think of that when I think of self-judgment, because from journaling, you know, I discovered a lot of my habits were to calm me and I didn't even know I needed calming. I didn't even know I was judging myself, but those were the thoughts that were going through my head. Right. And on a similar vein, you know, where I really started noticing uh, was when I started working for NoBS. And I've probably mentioned this somewhere along the way. And that's where I would judge myself. Uh -huh. Right. Right. Or being even being to the point of being in Corinne's Q&A. Now that I'm able that my nervous system is regulated and I can back out and understand how I was actually perpetuating the cycle because I was having, you know, negative self-judgment all while I'm in there. Who are you? You don't know how to do it. You can't spell. You don't know grammar. You, uh, you know, all that stuff. But it was, it had flown under the radar for so long. Yeah. And I just, I didn't think, I don't even know that I believed it as much as it was just there and I normalized it. Right. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, it's not a, you know, a lot of times I think when we actually become aware and we break down what are the thoughts that are going through our head in those moments. Mm -hmm. it, when they, when we get them out there, we're like, no, that's not true about me. Yeah. But it's on repeat in your brain. Like you said, you have normalized it to the point that you don't even hear yourself. Right. And right. And that, and, and for some, I have to tell you it, even putting it on paper for me, sometimes I can still believe mm -hmm. some of the judgments. I mean, I can, sure. I can look at it and be like, well, it's all thoughts. <laughs> and well, yeah, but that's also true. <laughs> I believe, you know, so it's a, yeah, I think you've said that to me. <laughs> <laughs> still, I, still do <laughs> I still do work. It's still super. The more I learn about myself, the more I of an understanding of how pervasive my nervous system and this, the story I've told myself for so long, like, and I know all of us, it's just, it's everywhere. It's yeah. Everywhere. So I, 
Well, so this leads in though. So why do you keep working on it? Why are you still working on it? You know, you started what, five years ago doing this kind of work. Why are you still working on today? Why is it important? I think, think, well, I, I always feel like I need to preface this. Like I was doing thought work but with a dysregulated nervous system, <laughs> it's not, uh, it's, it was never helpful. Like I, I could believe my way into creating new thoughts, but not recognizing the negative thinking or yeah. my nervous, especially when it came to anxiety, because once you would get jacked up, mm-hmm. once you're in anxiety, you know, and I had, I had normalized anxiety for 25 years. So yeah. I just thought it was part of me not realizing I was making it worse. Right. But even if you're not a person who has that level of anxiety, I still think that self-judgment, we have to keep working on it. You know, we have to keep catching those thoughts. Well, and everything we do, I mean, if you're doing like getting a new job, working for Corinne, someone you, you know, or, or any new employer or any new situation, anytime we're doing something new, our brains are designed to throw up the negative thinking. It's yeah. a it's a survival skill. Yeah. It's a little change hairball, right? Even <laughs> alive. We are, you know, the motivational triad is always at work. Yeah. So we're so used to hearing those negative. So used to hearing those, but we always have to question, especially. I just want to encourage as I do go through this work, anytime you're doing something new, yes, no matter how, what it is, be on the lookout for those new negative self-judgments. Yeah. Because like you said, our brain always wants to keep us safe, always Um, wants to keep us in a cave. mm -hmm. And so all the warning signs come out and Mm -hmm. self-judgment is apparently a very efficient way to get us back in the cave right it's going to keep us safe (laughs) it's going to keep us not not sticking out in the herd because you know we don't want to stick out we want to blend in we want to just yesterday when when we were talking you posed what I thought was a great question and I've been thinking about it a lot since then what was that Look at you. Yeah. You said when, because we were talking about how it takes, for me, it takes journaling, writing it down to catch those thoughts Mm. and awareness is the the first step to getting Mm. rid of Mm self-judgment. And you said, when is reflection, you know, thinking back in these moments, when is that not self-judgment? Mm. have you thought about that since then? i have not just thought about that throw well, that little gem out and you forgot when is reflection not self-judgment mm. right well if it's negative right then it's going to be self-judgment mm-hmm. and if it's neutral it's based on the facts right an assessment of what happened where we keep that curiosity spirit or the um, the neutral zone. And why not, if we're going to tell a story about ourselves, why not tell a better story? Yes. Why not pick (laughs) an amazing story to tell? Because both sides are available to us. 
Always. You know, it is so funny. We've been doing this podcasting thing for how long? And still like over two years. Sounds so redundant to say both sides are available. And 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 I coach on it all day long. And I know you do too, that it still shows up in my thinking too. Yes, that's what I was gonna say. Even though we say it, I sometimes forget it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. This is just a story I'm telling. Mm-hmm. This isn't serving me at all. And I have other stories I can tell. Yeah. So fun fact, follow up on my anxiety call. And I was, I was poloing with one of the coaches this morning about, um, about this story and just remembering. So I was, I was on Corinne's, I was moderating Corinne's call today. Mm-hmm. And lucky me, wouldn't, you know, apparently on her laptop, whatever reason on zoom, she could, she couldn't have me up because I kept showing up on her screen. So she put me back down. So I didn't have to do the Q and A and, but I was in the chat. So, but I had already decided ahead of time doing some thought work, having my nervous system regulated, thinking great thoughts about myself. It's not that I'm a slow typer. It's that when my nervous system, when I'm anxious, it feels all out of sorts. Like it's Mm -hmm. just like a hot mess being in there. And today it was so enjoyable. I was in the chat. I was pulling up links. I was so efficient. I was like, look at me. Look how fun this is. (laughs) And right. And that's one of the things too. We have to point out our successes. Transition over into like the antidote. Mm -hmm. And that is, you know, finding your successes with awareness. Yes. I had, I had awareness of my thinking and then the celebrating your successes. Yeah. And nobody, I mean, you can have 10 people tell you how fantastic you are, how efficient you are, how fun it is. And what good does that do if you don't believe it yourself? None. And, you know, I think about (laughs) When, like, when was the last time you were criticized by someone? When someone said hard words to you, how did that feel? And then think about all day long, if you're not aware of what you're thinking, you are literally creating those shitty feelings on purpose. That self-judgment is just just seeping in the the cracks of your soul. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you're, you're kind of, you know, you're ruminating in it. You're just, or marinating in it. You just say, and you don't even realize it all day long. Yeah. Just underlying. It's an important, it's, I honestly don't think we can not bring this up enough Mm -hmm. for ourselves. Yeah. For the ones we love. Yeah. And, um, and especially, you know, when it's, when it's a problem. So I've mentioned that awareness is the first step. We have to find a way to get that awareness. I, this is a broken record. You've heard me say it 10,000 times in the last two years, but there's no better way for me to catch those thoughts than to be writing, journaling about them in the moment. Mm -hmm. That's the way I catch them. That's the way I become aware of them. What other ways can you suggest for people who are dealing with self-judgment, you know, they've got the awareness piece. They're starting to be aware. Now what? Well, again, it's coming back to celebrating the positive and to focus on the positive things about yourself, to love yourself, Mm -hmm. right? Leaning into that. And I think another 
personal thing that I do is like, stop that overgeneralizing looking. Yes. Oh my goodness. Overgeneralizing about, about, you know, I'm a terrible typer. That was my story. Just blanket statement. I'm just terrible. It's not true. I'm very good at hunting pecking. Yeah. I have a story that you should type that you should have the whole board memorized and know every key. Mm -hmm. And I should, I don't know, 180 words a minute. What's a good number. I don't even know. That's, that's a big number (laughs) in my mind, because you know what? I do come from a story of scarcity on that. It just occurred to mm-hmm. me. I, I took keyboarding in um, college and dropped out of it because I was failing it. And then I took it again and dropped out of it again because I was failing it. I just could never, I, I probably because I was anxious. And now, now we we might know now that I had myself so jacked up. Right. <laughs> no, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Huh. That's interesting. It is interesting. Just it's coming, it's coming out live right now. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That makes so much sense. But yeah, that moving forward, we have to change the story. Awareness is one step, but you can be aware of your story. And if you're not looking for options to change it in your head on the daily, then it's just going to keep repeating there. You can't you can't take it out without replacing it with something else. Right. Right. And just stopping and saying, huh, no, I'm, I'm a really good hunting pecker for somebody who (laughs) failed, (laughs) who dropped, who dropped, dropped out out twice, (laughs) twice. I am an amazing typist. I am. I have really figured something out here. I kicked it today. Yeah. That story is just as true Mm -hmm. and feels a lot better. So much better. It's so (laughs) much better to get off the call being like, you know, I I did make some spelling mistakes because I did try to go fast, but you know what? Do you want me to give you a little, a little secret about that? Uh, After... 30 years of writing on the board first in front of students. It, it is so misspellings are everywhere all the time. And it, when you're nervous, that's the first thing to go. Oh, well, and, and yeah, fast fingers trying to be fast, trying yeah. to be fast fingers. <laughs> but you know what? Our brains have an amazing ability to read words that are misspelled. You've probably seen those little things on Facebook and like the first letter of the word is there, but the other letters are wrong. You can still read it. Yeah. Oh yeah. And there's no doubt you could read. I do know exactly. Doesn't matter. As an English professor, I'm here telling you nobody judges that. And I get to be the expert on that. So if I say nobody judges, then you can let it go. My employer hasn't, my employer hasn't said anything yet. We'll see. <laughs> I want to do the best I can. Because your employer but also I, makes typing mistakes uh, from time B to minus time. Work. <laughs> I'm going to make some, do some That's B right. minus work. Yeah. <laughs> All but right. I, do a, I really do y'all. It is my A work. <laughs> Listen, to have taught yourself to type I, honestly, because I can still, I took typing with typing, not keyboarding, mm-hmm. typing on a typewriter in high school. And I can still hear my type, my typing teacher go J space, J space, J K space. 
in my head, like with us practicing that would, we would do those drills every day to warm up and I can still hear those in my head. So I, I applaud anyone who can type without taking that. It's funny as, as we're both talking about this, I was, Bev was our instructor in life coach mm-hmm. school and the story that stuck out in my head. Now, I think she was flying from somewhere like from England to Africa and she downloaded a typing course on her computer right? <laughs> like, and taught herself to type because that was one of her tips. And that's probably another reason why I've scarred myself because I haven't done the Bev. She gave me the nugget. She said, take typing. She, she gave us all. Do you remember that? I do remember that. Yeah. The best gift you can give yourself is to become a better typer. There you go, coaches. You're hearing another nugget right here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, but... But I ne- I don't think she would ever want you to yeah. attach, up. yes, yeah. attach all yeah. that self-judgment to it. She yeah. would have meant none of that. Yeah. Uh, oh, agreed. Without a doubt. But yeah. you know, it's, all, it's all unfolding lifetime right here on this conversation. Right. No, that's what's so interesting about figuring out these pieces of our self-judgment. When you really dig into them, they fall apart. I mean, they don't hold water. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. And, it, and it, like I said, it feels a whole lot better to believe the other story. Much better. Yeah. Great typer. I do really well. I'm an, I'm a, a self-made typer. You are you, you and my husband, you know, he's an attorney and he types briefs all day long with two fingers. I don't know how he does it, but man, he flies mm-hmm. works for him works for you. So there you go. I, in my mind, you all are extraordinary. And see, I will take, I will accept the compliments you're giving me. That's another mm-hmm. thing to work on releasing self-judgment and the negative thinking is, is to be someone who can accept the compliments Yeah, and see what other people see yes. versus the version you're giving yourself. You know, there are times where, you know, we don't, nec- we don't, we coach you not to look externally, mm-hmm. but if someone who has a lot of critical self-talk um, or find yourself swirling or not believing and yet you're still achieving because clearly I'm still achieving like yes. okay like it's time to take yes you're doing really well Judith for two fingers yeah <laughs> yeah no that's that is such a great point I because if you are constantly pushing back against those compliments Mm-hmm. then red flags are should be waving at you right. because then you just get more negative yes right because it's just like it just yeah. goes against your natural grain yeah. and the the one other thing I want to point out really quickly I loved what you said is that you're still achieving mm-hmm. a lot of times I think people think that self-judgment keeps people from moving forward uh-uh we use it to beat ourselves forward and it does work to some extent Mm -hmm. it just feels horrible what and and you're not going to get your best results I mean I think about it like you know if you have an animal um let's say you have a horse back in the old days when people would use a horse or or I guess an ox to plow Mm -hmm. You know, they would sometimes whip it to get it to go faster. Mm-hmm. And it would, but I think there are better rewards 
or better ways to make the, the ox in my mind <laughs> go faster than right. to beat it, you know? And, right. and so we do get into that because it works. It was, it was something we learned that works, but it's not the best choice. Right. And, and an indicator, if, if you notice that after you do something, you feel this huge amount of relief, Mm-hmm. this you're feeling better just it's probably even momentary it's probably not the whole time yeah. that could be because you beat yourself there you judged yes. yourself the whole way there that you were so glad so you know we see clients do this on the scale you know that they feel that momentarily hit of re- momentary hit of relief mm-hmm. yes. way end with weight loss but then you know that 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 backhand comes right back in and we're mm-hmm. we're just doing it back in that same cycle and beat yourself down all week and uh it's yeah it's so good yeah yeah all right anything else before we go no i think that's it just don't believe your shitty thoughts oh I, i'll offer one thing corinne doesn't say it anymore so it's is that thinking of self judgment is like the mayo on the shit sandwich it's optional <laughs> because you know that's just such a that's an image isn't it (laughs) it sticks right like yeah yeah it does (laughs) i hope your pun was intended there Mm. anyway yeah but but it is no mayo please no mayo no mayo please uh but yeah it's totally optional Mm -hmm. totally optional better stories are out there and it's kind of fun to figure out what those better stories are, right? It can be if we decide it is. Yep. Let's believe this for a while. Let's believe I'm an amazing typist. I'm an amazing I mean, I mean, I, typist. If y'all can see my smile, I feel so proud <laughs> after today's call. <laughs> so I might be a little too relieved, but no, I'm feeling joy, actually. It's not relief. I feel joy. Well, it's been a road. Mom, it's been. Thank you, my friend who's witnessed the whole journey. (laughs) You need the joy. I'm all about the joy. Yeah. All right. Well, if you're looking for coaching on self-judgment or a variety of other topics, you can find me at soniagreencoaching.com or on Instagram at Sonia, S-O-N-Y-A underscore green coaching. And you can find me coaching over in the Facebook group and as coaches and all over with no BS losing 100 and on Instagram, just Judy, J-U-S-T-J-U-D-I-E. I'd love to, love to see you there too. And don't forget our Facebook page, the coaches oh, got yes. Facebook page. We've got to get in the habit of that. Yeah. Yeah. So what, what would we love to hear from our listeners about self-judgment? Oh my gosh. On the Facebook page. I would love to hear, I would love to hear us share a story, something that we've shared in this podcast that inspired you, something that you noticed within yourself, something that we shared and you had an aha Mm -hmm. and how you are now willing, right. To be that, um, that have that curiosity spirit to be that, that scientist as Corinne teaches us about how to have better thoughts. Awesome. That sounds fun. All right. Well, we'll see you all next week. Bye.